Mike, what's up? Good morning. How are you, buddy? I'm stuck in traffic. Oh, yeah? Are you? It, it is a parking lot of 195 westbound right now. Well, all right. So are you, like, actually driving? Because I might have to reschedule, in, you know, for your safety. I'm not going to look at you. I'm okay. going. I'm going 0.3 miles per hour. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, okay. But if I feel unsafe at all, I'll say bye and hang up. All right. Cool. Okay. <clears throat> but good, good. but I'm going to be looking more that way. But I do have my my um, Christmas beverage as well. All right. Cool. Did you go like coffee today, or do, is it chai latte? Chai latte with coconut milk. Oh, all right. See, mine's a coffee, but it says it's a holiday blend. Whatever that means. That just means um, it, the holidays are coming, and it's the same blend they had in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> right. You are probably right, my friend. <laughs> um, so you had uh, an idea for a topic today. It was yeah, suit. like super shoes. Super shoes. I want to hear I... your... Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, anytime I hear that like phrase, it reminds me of soup or salad, you know? Super... <laughs> And, like, every time I go to a restaurant and they say super salad, I think they're like, saying super salad. Like, they right. have, like, a super, super salad. salad. <laughs> like a, but anyway, so super shoes. I guess we're talking about, like, shoes <clears throat> like the Vaporfly, the Carbon right. X, the, like, Endorphin, whatever. Pro, I yeah. think, is the right. super one. Because they're all um, making them now, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's it's basically, you know, like Nike set set the trend with their proof of concept with the uh you know, the sub 2-hour marathon deal. Right. Um although I feel like it's like in talking to the owner of the <laughs> store who works for Brooks, it's like a thing that's been bouncing around for a while in the shoe industry, like putting a plate in the shoe to kind of add some uh, like forward propulsion, you know, so it acts kind of so like a it's lever. It's not new. It's, it's not a 2020 thing. No, I'm pretty sure they've been messing around with it for a while. Like what's funny is there's a brand called Mizuno, you know, yeah. and they've had, uh, they have their wave plates. So they've had plastic <clears throat> kind of plates in their shoes forever. And then I know when I was, when we sold Adidas shoes, they had kind of a plastic plate that would kind of run through to the toes and kind of fork to add some propulsion because it'll just basically like spring and kind of propel you forward. Um, So there's been kind of some form of that for a very long time. Um, But I think the implementation of it, this go round has kind of coincided with the fact that foams and uppers and everything has gotten to a point where they're like so light and so like the foams are so bouncy now that like that in combination with these like carbon plates, foam, just next level stuff, my man. It is. So here's my question. When Mm -hmm. does it go from being just a sneaker to almost like a prosthetic to a performance enhancing um, illegal um, device, you know, because in theory, they're trying to make people faster. They're using artificial mm-hmm. materials to get more spring, more power, more explosiveness. Mm-hmm. So if I don't run in them and you do and you beat me, can I argue the fact that you're using a performance enhancing device 
and is it crossing a line? That is such a interesting question, Mike, and it will be debated forever, Ever. I'm sure. I know, yeah, I know. Because, like, remember in the Olympics when they had those, like, <clears throat> swim, swimsuits that were, right. like, extra buoyant and, yes. like, people were smashing records and they had to, like, rewrite the rules? I think it's one of those situations where they just kind of, like, like, just, like, do stuff and then ask questions later, you know? Right, Like, right. let's do this, and then they'll have to keep up with us and change the rules to fit whatever we're doing. See, so I, I, I want to go, go backwards, and I think we mm -hmm. should all compete barefoot. Let's get on the same playing field. I think that'd be wonderful. We should ha set up a, a rules committee. Well, it may, I think we'd probably have to do our own, like, Olympics-type thing. The could, barefoot, we, could we do that? Barefoot Backwards Olympics. Olympics. I think we could do that. I, I like so. I, I like Dave Dave uh, the Dave's suggestion here is make everybody run in Converse. You know, Chuck, <clears throat> like the old Chuck Taylor's Chuck Taylor's for right. everybody. Right. And then you will be you'll be super busy if we do that, right? Yeah, we will. You know, I don't think oh. the super shoes have been out long enough, or they've been widely used enough for us to see what kind of injuries could be coming from these. Mm -hmm. I talked to one colleague who thought he was seeing a little more calf strains. Um, he's not sure if it was related to the shoes or not. Um, it'd be interesting to see, and I've got to do some research mm -hmm. <laughs> because, you know, if they're, if the shoe is doing some of the work that the foot should be doing, kind of like mm -hmm. an orthotic yeah. in long term, then the foot's going to weaken. And then without those shoes, they're not going to be able to, the bones and the muscles and ligaments in the foot are not going to be able to stiffen and move to get a nice spring off the foot because they don't have that plate doing it for them. Right. So right. as a, you know, coming from the injury side of things, I'm, I'm really interested to see what the long-term effects are going to be mm -hmm. on runner's feet. Yeah. I've heard things like um, <clears throat> in those particular shoes, you don't, you're not engaging the calf as much. It's more like quads, hamstrings that are getting worked out. So when you get out of right. them, then the like your calf's like, whoa, wait, what do you right. what do you want me to do? <laughs> right. no. You want <laughs> me to so, actually work? <laughs> yeah. What is this? Um, so like when we sell those types of shoes, it's more of like a alternative shoe. It's not like an everyday training shoe. Oh, interesting. Uh, because like so, just because like it because it, it's so new and like folks haven't been using them for super long um it can like cause issues and stuff and you know how people are like if i'm like hey man you want to train in the shoe running it for 10 percent of your weekly mileage and then gradually increase over months and months and months and they're like forget you yeah strap <laughs> you know, them on let's go <laughs> let's go baby so, uh, yeah, so I think it right now it's kind of more of like a racing <clears throat> shoe, tempo run shoe, do most of your runs in your normal shoe, put on your fast shoes when you want to go fast. Right. And then yeah. it goes back to the same point. Is that fair? Right. Put, Is it fair? To... Interesting question. I know, right? So, like, what do Let's you Let's ponder. <laughs> So I think of, I think about with the Nike shoes specifically, they had come out with a spike called the Dragonfly, which is like a track spike that had like a tremendous amount of that P-backs foam under the foot. Mm -hmm. And so then 
like people were like, what the heck, man? These guys are like, they're running 10K. They've got this huge foam pad. They've got this plate that's propelling them forward. We feel like we're at a disadvantage with all the spikes we have. So they had to change the rules and say there's only a certain amount of foam you can have under your foot. Right. And Because uh, it gives someone a mechanical advantage. Yeah, I think like people were legit wearing the Vapor Fly race, racing flat on the track and actually outperforming their peers in spikes. Because like tour, what what I find interesting is in those longer events, it's sometimes it's not even just like that propulsion thing that's giving you the advantage. It's the amount of cushion and that um, plate keeps your ankle pretty stable. And so I think it's like a, um, a more of a fatigue thing. Like you're not as fatigued at the end. Right. You don't have to. Hard. Yeah. Every step is a little less energy used. So after, mm-hmm. you know, a 10-mile run and 10, 12,000 steps into it, hey, I got a little more energy in my feet, less, less fatigue, less chance. Maybe at, at that point, people can argue that it's actually a injury prevention type of thing. Right. But, but unless we're abusing it to go above and beyond what our body can't typically handle. So many mm-hmm. questions, Eric. So many questions. So many questions. Right? <laughs> so, But I think that's probably why for – like a lot of the podiatrists that we work with and physical therapists are looking at those Hoka shoes that have like a tremendous amount of cushioning under the foot to help with like just fatigue and impact. And like, um, what I'd be curious to ask you is like having these like plates and having the like good, huge amount of foam makes the shoe really like rigid typically. Mm -hmm. So do you think it would be beneficial from like a medical standpoint to have it used to say help with plantar fasciitis or arthritis of the toe or like any of that stuff. It's so hard to answer that with, with one answer mm-hmm. because there's so many different causes of all those things that could be going on in the foot. Um, yeah. But, you know, I've always been a proponent of doing some sort of training barefoot, not necessarily out running miles, but agility mm-hmm. drills, um, warm-ups things just because getting the foot on the ground and it could be on pavement and driveways and mm-hmm. track surfaces or grass is very healthy and helps build strength and resiliency. So mm-hmm. adding all that cushion may in the long term might not be the best option for some people that have a weaker foot. Because mm-hmm. again, now, now they're just relying, oh, the shoe is going to do all my shock absorbing. The plate's going to do all my propulsion. So I don't have to do much. <laughs> right. Who, who who needs therapy? Who needs strengthening? Who needs conditioning? Like, I'll just put these shoes on and they'll do all the work. Exactly. Yeah. Right. That's interesting. So, like, do you maybe like short term fix and then long term you got to do all those strengthening things? Yeah. 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 Same. Some like a similar. I'm I'm liking this to my recommendation for orthotics. Some people need orthotics. Most people don't. Some people need them temporarily just to. Like for some plantar fasciitis patients, I'll put them <clears throat> in an orthotic when they're in their really inflammatory phase to help support it, to take some load off of it so it can heal. Then mm-hmm. we slowly wean them out of it, strengthen all the muscles in the foot, strengthen the muscles of the hip, um, work on any mobility issues they have. So less likely that that will come back, but it's a temporary thing. Mm, right. Some, some people permanently, but very few. Gotcha. So all these companies are banking on people being lazy, which I think it's a good bet, you know? Well, humans, we are. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> most, most of us are. 
You know, we want to find the path of least resistance. Typically not runners, which is why I love working with runners. But um, yeah. path of least resistance, um, quick fix, take the pill. Um, what's the hack, the running hack, the life hack? Let's make things easy, quick. Um, but it's not always, most of the time, that's not the answer for anybody. Right, right, right. I do wonder with these super shoes, like what will be, what will be like the next thing? Right. I find That's my, it, like, go ahead. it's foams that like, what's interesting is right now, the reason why the Nike one is such a, like a uh, kind of step ahead of everybody is the foam they use under their foot. It's a P-Bax foam versus like an EVA in most um, shoes or a right. TPU and like the Adidas Boost and stuff. And the that's, a lot of, that's a lot of initials there, Eric. TPU, EVA, PBACs, flying at you, you know? But the PBACs is such a hard plastic when it first starts that when you, I forget the name of it, it's like super infused or something, super something with it, something right. to inject air or like nitrogen or something into it to expand it because it's so hard to begin with and you have to put so much pressure and force to get it to expand when it is at that expanded form it's so bouncy like it just it absorbs impact but it propels you forward at such a rate um compared to the other that's yeah that's like that's an advantage that's where i'm kind of having trouble with all this so I've got this, you got, you know, the, the company Hyperice that makes like the leading recovery company in the world right now, arguably. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have this, they have this knee brace called the Hyperice X, which I box. I've got this chronic issue in my knee. And basically for the first time ever, you can now do contrast. You can do heat and cold back to back. And literally it has one, two, three, four, like five or six mini air conditioners I have no other way to describe it. It's mini air conditioners. Like I, I said, I have to get this thing. One, because I love the company. I love their products. But I got to try this out. And I put it on. And I put it in a, a contrast setting. So these mini air conditioners are cooling my knee. And then they shut off. And then these heat pads kick in. And now it's heating my knee. And then those shut off. And then it goes back to cool. It's freaking amazing. So then I'm thinking, like, wh- why can't they put these little mini fans in the bottom of a shoe and have people almost levitate on the ground or get get extra push up. Like technology is crazy what they can do. Like there's going to be sooner or later where people are going to be like, where's the line? Like we can't keep adding technology to footwear. Right. There's got to be a point where the, uh, the rules committee says like, hey, man, that's it. No rocket boosters on the bottom of these shoes. <laughs> no nitrous. <laughs> yeah, no nitrous on the midsole. Um, right. I do have a question, a question from Dave here. He says, is there a certain amount of time you would recommend training barefoot or in a like minimalist shoe? Um, depending on the person, Dave, um, sometime, I mean, almost hundred percent of the time I recommend there needs to be some time spent, um, time on foot, barefoot, um, mm-hmm. to give you an exact, I would I'd have to evaluate, like, are you, is there weakness going on? Is there stiffness going on? What's our goal of getting your foot on the ground barefoot? Is it to increase the mobility, to increase shock absorption, to increase power? So it's tough to, to kind of pinpoint it. I think a fair way to start, and again, I apologize. I'm not looking at the camera, guys, but I am in traffic. Um, You're moving. You're moving. I'm moving now. Yeah. Um, 
if I had the vapor flies, I could have got here faster <laughs> right. than in my car. <clears throat> but if you do like three five-minute barefoot drills a week, <clears throat> and that could be as simple as getting into a nice field or some, you know, outdoors, you're going to be <clears throat> excuse me, careful of what's on the ground. Make sure you got a safe space. Doing everything from running jacks, jumping jacks, um, working on like quick feet, doing some um, running, um, short strides, going over stride when you're barefoot, just doing little things like that, doing some single leg um, balance. Just five minutes, three times a week is a good place to start and see how you feel. I like to do it, or I recommend people do it as part of their warm up when they get used to it. Um, I mm -hmm. think waking up the foot before you actually go do a workout on the surface that you're going to work out in is very helpful. So if you're going to do a track workout, do some drills on the track barefoot. Get your foot ready for what's coming. If you're gonna, if you're running on the road, get a clean part of the road and do some drills on the road. If you're on the grass, cross country, do it on the dirty grass. I like that. See, I was gonna be like, okay, so now I got a foam roll, I got a warm up, I got a stretch, and I got to do barefoot drills. But combining the warm up and the barefoot drills, right. genius. Right. Genius. You know, we all don't live in utopia where we have all the time in the world to do all these things. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's interesting because like we always, there's like this like physical therapists want you to do strengthening, strengthening things to get you healthy and moving and better. And then like shoe companies might want to be like, nah, don't do that. Put these shoes on and they'll do all the work for you. You don't have to worry about it. Right. I always find that it's like somewhere <clears throat> in the middle there, you know, cause like we right. don't have all the time in the world. Um, and we do run on surfaces that are hard and tough and like, you know, we weren't made to run on it. pavement and concrete. So you might need a little cushion under your foot. Right. Um, but that doesn't mean you don't have to do the other stuff. Right. Because you do. You got it. Your body, you needs have... a, your body needs certain capabilities in order to perform. Right. Mm -hmm. I used to do a lot of work with golfers back in the day. And they're all buying, like every year, they're buying the latest driver, the latest club, the latest this. And they're, they're pissed that, you know, the $3,000 driver didn't help them out. And I evaluate them and I'm like, well, you have zero rotation in your spine and your left hip is arthritic and you're weak as hell. You can buy a $25,000 club. You're still not going to hit the ball. Why don't you spend some money in a gym or work with us and let us fix your body before you start adding all this equipment to it? That's true. That is very true. Because, like, in the end, right, if all these shoes are, like, the next best thing, everybody's going to be wearing them. And then we're all back to even. Right. And what are you going to do to separate? You know? Right. Self-care. Self-care. Put in the work, man. Personal performance. Yeah. You know what you need? You need a foundation of performance. <laughs> That, that is the basis behind the name of the physical therapy practice <laughs> I started 20 years ago. Right. Your, your body is the foundation to your performance no matter what you're doing. And if your body ain't right, your performance ain't going to be right. No, sir. Throw a carbon plate in there, I don't care. Get a $3,000 driver, I don't care. Get a better basketball, I don't care. It's not going to happen. Drop the mic. Shit. Boom. 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 I think we should end. Let's end on that. Note, on that? Mike. All right. Let's do it. And I don't have a joke again. Oh, so man. Not, I'm not prepared. I'm, I'm, I'm a loser. Do you have one? Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like, uh, no, nah, I don't have one. 
right, I, I don't know if we used this one before. I'll throw one out there. All right. Let's see what do you that. call a What do you call a fish with no eyes? Oh, uh, fish with no eyes. I don't know. <laughs> oh man, you that was the best, mind. wasn't it? That was a good one. I know, I know. You just reminded me of a good, a good joke too. So okay. I maybe I'm gonna hold on to it for next week. All right, yeah, we we gotta spread these out. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, you have a good day. Thank you for chatting. Yeah, and, you too, brother. Uh, hopefully, you make it to wherever you're going safely. I'm I'm here now. We're good. All right, cool, man. All right, see everybody. See you next week.